Movie Sucktastic is a podcast about bad movies and the people that love them. But it's more than just a podcast. It's an, also an online presence. If you want to know more about Movie Sucktastic or want to become a part of Movie Sucktastic, you can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter, at Movie Sucktastic. You can find our blog at boothreviews.blogspot.com. Or if you want to give your own reviews that we might use on the show, you can go to reviews.moviesucktastic.com and check out our, our own little lunch.com community for Movie Sucktastic. Check us out and become a part of the show because the only thing more fun than a bad movie is sharing it. You're listening to Movie Sucktastic. Can all go fuck yourselves. We'll do it live. We'll do it live. Fuck it. Do it live. I can. I'll write it and we'll do it live. Fucking thing sucks. Yeah. Hello. Welcome all to Movie Sucktastic. Ah, it's been uh been a week since our last what's wrong i i don't hear you you know we could we can't start the show every week and unless we oh, do this i have to I, have to I have to i have to unmute myself you Good do at, hello everybody hello i've been talking nonstop <laughs> for the past two minutes you haven't heard a word i said what a no. week it's been sir what a week it has been a fucking crazy holy week. shit Just, holy shit balls it's been a fucking crazy week Oh. I um, I've just started a migration to a new system, and <laughs> we're actually going to building to building. Oh, uh, I thought you were talking it, about your DVDs. Oh no, that 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 <laughs> where I'm actually going to bring up uh, because it's okay. appropriate for this uh, episode. But no, uh, it it's just been crazy. It's just nonstop every day, somewhere new, you know, upwards. Uh, it's just. God knows how many PCs you're touching and times 77 buildings. It's just, and it's got to get done by December. It's fun. A lot of fun. My wife's expecting a baby any day now. Got to go for an ultrasound tomorrow because no, apparently, no, uh, apparently it's going to be a big it, baby. It's not any day. They've scheduled the day. Well, no. See, what happened is today the doctor says, well, uh, I, I can already feel that he's a bigger baby, so we need to go for an, uh, uh, an ultrasound tomorrow. And of course, they're putting it in my head, so making sure that the cord isn't around the neck, and there's all this crazy fucking shit. And I'm like, come on, what are you you're doing to putting me? That, you're putting that in your own head, sir. No, Stop that it. was that was brought up. It just it just it 
can 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 I just We're not have to, to worry? Sir, we have to, sir, we have to make sure it's not a Bigfoot. You understand? It just I yes, <laughs> I understand. It's probably going to be uh, a nine pound baby. I get that. At the, at this Although size, they said sir, the same thing with my my uh, my current son before he was born, and he was he was seven pounds eleven ounces. Sir, at this size, we have to make sure it doesn't have a tail, hooves, or two heads. Okay, we have to go in for a second <laughs> chance. It might be mutating in something beyond our understanding, and we have to make sure that the general public's not at risk. Relax. <laughs> uh, forget, so tomorrow, forget that. that's, that's I, what tomorrow forget, is. Forget that. Forget all that. I just turned 39. What the fuck? You did. Happy birthday, sir. Oh, uh, no. No. How was all no. you can eat sushi? I ate more than I could eat. <laughs> I broke the rules. You broke the <laughs> Yes. Now, you didn't puke from overeating, did you? No, no, no. I, that's because I've ridiculous. done that. That's 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 in excess. I, I've, I've done I just, that. I just ate more than I should have. We here's were the at deal. a wedding the in April. We're, we're we're a bit off of movies here, but I'm gonna indulge yeah. since we took. There's two types of all-you-can-eat sushi. There's a kind where you go and it's like a buffet style, and you go and you grab right. some, you sit down and you eat. Then you go back and grab some more, and then you go, oh, I'm done. The kind this was with the kind where they give you a list and they say, choose what you want, we'll bring it to you. Uh, you know, uh, it's unlimited. Bring as much as you want. Just make sure you eat everything you, you choose. And so it went That's out. Stipulation? Me, make sure you uh, eat it? Well, yeah, because if you're ordering it, you should eat it. That's the Otherwise, they'll charge you extra for wasting it. That's, you know, it's, that's the rule. So Holly took me to this place uh, in Somerville, and, and it's, uh, they give you this sheet, and it's like, okay, fill out your sushi. And on, on a piece of paper, one roll of sushi doesn't sound like much. Right. It's like, oh, one roll. Give me two of these. Give me four of these. I want some of these, too. And then you go down. And it's like, oh, here's the rule rolls where it's six pieces each. Oh, well, give me this and this and that. And it's like, it doesn't look like much on paper because it's sushi, and you're thinking small pieces, small sure. bites. And then it comes to you, and I'm like, oh, I ordered that much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm a dead man. And that's 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 what that was. So that was a matter of... Uh, and then, and of course, it's like, oh, you put it. You get fried ice creams. Oh, no. Oh, and tempura batter. Of course. <laughs> it was very, very good. Very good uh, sushi. Now, it's Somerville. That's closer to me than you. Uh, correct. Yeah. Yeah. It was like an hour drive to get there. Yeah. No, Somerville is only about a half an hour from where I live. Mm -hmm. If that. It's a, it's a right. Morristown. Or Hunterdon? In that area. I think it's Morristown or Hunterdon. Yeah, it's just out west. Either one is close, west. Close to the Raritan. Now, for everybody who has turned, who hasn't tuned out by now, mm. now we can do a special show just for you. That that ten minutes of banal, uh, nothing. This has nothing to do with anything. Was just to make the the, the lesser the lesser anything. people tune tune out who have no patience. But now we're going to start talking about movies. <laughs> <laughs> Now, when Joey mentioned that, we don't have a movie reviewing today. We decided just to do a little free form, just talk about what we watched recently, what's on our right. minds, you know, just kind of do a little, it's like jazz. This is a jazz episode of Movie Satastic. We're free form. It, it's it's uh, what's in between the movies that counts. That's right. You know, like the, no, never mind. Uh, oh, yeah. Five, five people that get no jazzes get that. Uh, so we were just going to talk about movies. I mean, what we've seen recently, what we haven't seen. Yeah, actually, uh, my list isn't, uh, it's not that good, but I have seen some stuff. Um, I guess, I guess the, the most recent thing that I've seen is probably Cabin in the Woods. Well, that's not true. 
the most recent thing I've seen are more kids films. But Cabin in the Woods is probably the last yeah, yeah, film that we, I saw that I really it. enjoyed. We get it. You got a kid. Enough already. Jesus. Yeah, well, I've, I, I just, <laughs> I've seen this shit. This is all I've been watching. Okay. Let's talk about the stuff that's not related to the fact that you got a kid. Um, well, well, what have you watched recently? I mean, I, I think three, I, three I, of I the watched... six films that I've seen are kids' films. <laughs> uh, what I've seen recently is Cabin in the Woods. Now, how do you review that without giving anything away, without ruining the experience for someone else? It's hard. I, I, honestly, it it's is one hard. Of the... It's one of the few films I don't want to ruin for it because I enjoyed the the, the slow. Even though they kind of tell you how it's going to be, there's still a slow reveal that's kind of fun, and I want don't want to mess that up. Well, and what well what they do very well is you get the reveal in chunks, from right. the, from from an from when it opens to the last frame of the film, everything is revealed in chunks, and you get a little bit more, and you're like, oh, that's cool. Oh, that's even cooler. Oh my god, this movie's great. And you just get a little bit, little bit, little bit, little bit until until the end of the film, where you get the eventual uh, climax of the movie, and you just look at it as a whole, and you go, "Wow, this was a brilliant film with a very unique and original idea." Mm-hmm. And that's the best way I can put it, without just giving everything away, because you go into if you start delving into it, you will give everything away. I mean, all you really need to know is that it's it's an homage to horror films in a way. Uh, it, 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 it's an homage that takes into account the repetitive nature and predictability of horror films. Yep. And instead of make, taking a camp look at that, it takes a more serious look at the reasons for that and the reasons behind it, uh, which I'd love to get into more if I wasn't afraid that since it just came out in DVD recently that it would ruin it for some people if I mentioned that. So that's yeah. a topic I'd love to have on a later date when we more people have had a chance to watch it on DVD. Agreed. Um, yeah, and you're right about, you know, the homage. It just, you, you watch this film and then you start going back in your head with other things you've seen and you go, oh, I never thought of it that way. You know, you just Mm -hmm. say to yourself, that's kind of cool. So it doesn't ruin other movies for you, but it makes you watch it in a different light. A lot of the times that you see these movies, I think. And not that it'll turn a bad horror film into a good horror film, but you can watch those horror films that may not be as as good, and you go, well, it's that cabin in the woods effect. Well, it kind of makes and, it a little more enjoyable now. And I it's get the reason I get what they're doing. Well, it's also and it's the reason the films are made in the first place. Yes, it is. Yeah, which is which is true. Hmm. Um, I mean, without since there's not much else we can say about that, we should probably stop saying anything except yeah. See it. So let's move on. Uh, what do you got? I watched half of Clueless the other night. <laughs> I did too. Which, it was on. It was. Which, it's been on cable all month. Oh, I. I was. It's on Netflix streaming, and and uh, <laughs> I never realized it was a remake of uh, a Jane Austen novel. Oh, I didn't know that either. Never knew. I well, you know, I saw it back in high school, and I never bothered knowing that then, and I just never revisited the film. But see, now, 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 when I watch a movie, I'm to the point. Whenever I watch a film, it. it as long as I'm not in a movie theater, obviously. Nine times out of ten, the first thing I do is pull out my uh, my Galaxy 3, uh, whatever, Samsung. Samsung Ha-ha. Galaxy S3. Um, yeah, it, it, I bought it for my job. Otherwise, I'd have a fucking flip phone. 
Um, I bring up my smartphone and I and I, I dial up IMDb and I read the trivia and stuff while I'm watching the film because that's what thrills me. That's what I like about movies. If I, if it's if I'm not new to the movie, if I'm rewatching it, right. And that came up. I was like, oh, I didn't realize that. Uh, one of my favorite uh, trivia. <sighs> Fuck. If I could talk in complete sentences, the show would go quicker. One of my favorite pieces of trivia regarding the film is that scene where she's giving her report on Haitians and she keeps calling them calling them Hadians. Yeah. Uh, apparently, that wasn't scripted. She, uh, the actress... Um, Alicia Silverstone. Alicia Silverstone didn't know that was pronounced that way. <laughs> and, and, and everybody... And they let her do it and then kept it afterwards. So she didn't. She did that unintentionally. She thought well, she's it was supposed to be Hades. an airhead, and they figured, hey, that works anyway. So it's 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 funny in a sad way. <laughs> it is. <laughs> so wow. that I, that was my that was my favorite trivia about that. And you know, you know, is it me? I'm I'm so tired of trivia that tells you who who's uh, meant for a role and who tried for it first. Like you you see any of these? You go to any of the trivia's uh, anywhere on film. And 50% of it, if not more, is a, oh, this film was offered to, they are, oh, well, this person turned down the role. At one point, Cher was going to play the lead in Clueless. Who gives a, f- I, I honestly could care anymore because it happened yeah, so much. They, uh, I mean, they, they tend to usually do that more often when the film's a hit. When it's not a hit, nobody gives a shit. Yeah. You I know, mean, like Burt Reynolds was, was potentially going to be Han Solo in Star Wars. But I mean, when you hear so, that, I mean, potentially like stuff like that. Potentially, they always have a list of actors. They don't just go to one actor and say, "We'd like you for the role." They 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 approach a bunch of them and, and try to figure out who's going to go, and then they have you know sure. they try out for it occasionally. Um, I only find it interesting when you have specific examples that go in the detail. For example, in the one book on Blade Runner, I forget mm-hmm. the name of it, but it's the book on the making of Blade Runner. There's a whole section where they talk about where Dustin Hoffman was supposed to play the Harrison Ford role. Wow. And it was, I mean, it was at the point where he was meeting with the screenwriters and like talking about changes that they could make for him and trying to get him into the character role of the character. I find that interesting huh. because you're actually talking about how it affects the screenplay, not just, oh, he was up for the role. No, he was, he was up for the role and looking to modify it to fit his acting skills. Wow. Now, because that film came out in 81, when did he do Marathon Man? You're probably before that. Seventy-eight, seventy-nine. I'm pretty sure. So it's like his his career was gearing in that direction because Marathon Man was a little bit not an action film, but it it wasn't you know like The Graduate. It wasn't that style. It wasn't. It was more of a. It it was a drama, but it had those elements. You know, those thriller elements in them. It had before (laughs) Tootsie because there's no way they pick him after he did Tootsie. Tootsie was eighty-two, so he didn't do Blade Runner. He ended up doing Tootsie instead. Right. Good call. I mean, he he uh, got acclaimed for it. He got an Oscar nomination, I believe. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, it was it was up for the uh, Tootsie was up for an Oscar. It was up for Best Picture, I think. Uh, I <laughs> I'm okay. pretty sure it was up for Best Picture. I, I I'm willing to believe you. You're the Oscar guy. Just I mean, whenever you want to take films seriously, Tootsie was up for an Oscar. I know. Don't don't care if you like the film. Tootsie was up for an Oscar. Here, I'll tell you right now. Uh, here you go. Here we go. Uh, now, it won an Oscar. Wow, it won an Oscar? Must be for, like, makeup or something. Ha, you missed one. Best... Oh, Jessica Lang won Best Supporting Actress. No, I'm sorry. Best Actress. 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 Holy uh, fuck. Dustin Hoffman was Best Supporting Actress. It was actually nominated for one, two, three... 
10 Oscars. <laughs> Holy shit. Mm-hmm. Including Best Picture. Best Director, Cinematography. I don't know how that gets Cinematography. It's just a guy walking around shooting, you know, fucking... It's how uh, you shoot it. Let's not... New York City. Come on. It's New York City. Give me a break. Let's not, let's not criticize Cinematography just because Best the guy... Sound. Best and Sound. Best Sound. Had good sound. Well, obviously, he didn't win for Best Sound. It wasn't best. It was good. Yeah. Now, um, speaking of Oscars, uh, mm. I watched Face Off again recently, which was not up for any Oscars. <laughs> Nothing. No, believe it or not. Really? It, it, it's 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 funny. I liked it when I was younger, and I still have like a I still enjoy parts of it now. But when you watch it now, it's really I'm really beginning to realize that John Woo never really made the transition to film like I thought he did. <laughs> Yeah, no, he, he didn't. I mean, I go back. I still love Hard Target, and Hard, hard Targets. I honestly, I say, I think Hard Target, not counting uh, that the one he he, he do Wind Talkers, or he do Once We Were Once We're Soldiers. Which one was John Woo? He won War uh, Film. It was, it Wind Talkers, right? I think it was Wind with Talkers the, with the American Indian. That's the one where uh, they 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 read the minds of all Americans, and they had someone uh, decapitate. Um, what's his name? Yeah, it was Wind Talkers. Who? Oh, oh, why am I? Wind Talkers. That wasn't Val yeah. Kilmer, was it? It was Nicholas no, Cage that. and Peter Storm, Stormare, Mark Ruffalo. Wow, Mark Ruffalo was in that. Cuffs. 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 What's the actor? Why am I losing my mind Christian, here? Christian Slater. Thank you, Christian Slater. Christian Slater's in it too, isn't he? He gets decapitated. Uh, I, I don't see his name. Well, if he's in it, it's a small part. Maybe I'm thinking of Once for Soldiers. I could have sworn he got decapitated in that film. Hmm. Huh. I'll look it up. But I mean, I mean, Wu came on the scene with Hard Target, which I enjoyed. He did Broken Arrow. That was fun. And, and then they he, they just started throwing in bigger and bigger films. Face Off was supposed to be a sci-fi futuristic movie, action film, and they gave it to him, but he's not a sci-fi director, so they eliminated as much sci-fi as possible. So instead of being a sci-fi film, it's a regular yeah, action he film. He was in Wind Talkers. Wind so he must have been decapitated. Yeah. Told you. See, I, I know my decapitations. Obviously, it was Ameri- a small part, because he's not, in, Ameri- he's not yeah. in the full cast area. He's just, he's just some guy that hates Indians, and at the end he gets decapitated for by, while protecting one. <laughs> you know, as, as often happens during war. And, and uh, you know, America as a whole was saying, "Please, enough of Christian Slater already." And John Woo said, "Okay, we'll kill him." Yeah. But I, they, you know, with Face Off, they they stripped all the sci-fi or majority of the sci-fi out of the screenplay. So John Woo was making a regular action film that occasionally has bizarre things like uh, the the prison where they have the 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 boots that lock to the ground, which was stolen from Red Dwarf, by the way. And, uh, you know, the, the face transplants, which is totally realistic, considering the last woman that had one looked like the Elephant Man. Uh, yeah, I saw those pictures. Pretty right. crazy. So, so it, it just, it's, now, if there's any big argument to be made against the film Face Off, I'm willing to stretch my uh, suspension of disbelief to believe that they could actually perform an operation that separates the faces of the two and puts them on each other's face and makes them totally... Um, totally look like one another down to the finest detail. I'm even willing. I think to, in the future we can do that, but I think with bone and facial structures and all that, it's you couldn't wear my face and I couldn't wear yours without some sort of. It's like okay, I could see it, but it's not 
exactly don't the same. Think it. Yeah, but I, know, same. I, I, I think in the future, get... maybe, but go ahead. Maybe. I, maybe. I, I'm, I'm, I'm willing to suspend this belief to say that they could do that to make them identical, even down to putting little microchips in their throats so they have each other's voices. I'm willing to give you that. Okay. But the idea that the, the evil criminal... Uh, Nicholas Cage. Caster, the name of the character was Caster. Uh, takes takes the takes the identity of John Travolta's character, and suddenly is apparently able to uh, deal with the complicated paperwork and red tape of a federal federal bureau investigation office uh, without anybody noticing that he doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. <laughs> spreads it a little thin for me. He can walk around and say, "Ah, oh, yeah, this is it. Just do that." But in between there, you've got to do paperwork. And I'm, I'm willing to bet he didn't do any in the course of like the week or two he's supposed to be. Oh, of course not. Taking like somebody, I, you know, take, I, taking the place yeah. of the uh, John character. <laughs> I'm in no mood yeah. for this. Just, you know, so uh, what am I doing here? You know, he, he doesn't know whose phone numbers are what. How is he going to? I'm not buying that. Yeah, he's now, not going to pull he, it off for that long. A day, maybe two, not a now, couple of he, weeks. If he takes John Travolta's pl- uh, place and then says, you know what, I'm taking a couple weeks off, that I buy. You can pull that. Sure. I wrote a body swap film. I know what I'm talking about. There's, <laughs> log- there's logistics involved with swapping somebody's identity. Sure. But uh, you know, it's 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 like John Woo was like again, like I said when we when I watched uh, went back and watched Mission Impossible uh, two two. Yeah, it's bad. It's like yeah, I remember this was kind of cool, and then I go back it to the never. Wow, cool. no, really, it had like one fight scene, and everything else is just Jesus. Why am I still watching flamenco dancing? What's going on? Why is you know this isn't I romance? Never. How I never liked the second one ever, and I know I, we just we talked about it recently before you did get to watch it, and you were defending it, and I said no, I think you need to revisit it, and because I just never, ever liked it. It's just something about it rubbed me the wrong way from the beginning, and it's just a bad fucking movie. Not even one that I'd like to review for this show. It's just bad, all around bad. Oh, you know, I I wouldn't say it's, it's not as bad as others, bad. but uh, it's, it's as bad as others. That bad. It's bad. I'm having troubles here. Uh, I mean, that's there we go. But that's what happens with that. I mean, it's just it's just a matter of uh, you take John Woo out of his element. And he's doing all this shit. If he'd just been doing buddy cop films like he did in Hong Kong, you know, he would have been fine. Yeah. You know, bro. He's like, oh no, the nuclear weapon on the race from from. Say, how about just like you know, two, two, you know, a bullet to the head? Talk about a classic John Woo film. Three friends get in trouble, you know, get in trouble with the with the uh, yakuza or whatever, or organized crime. End up going to uh, Vietnam uh, to lay low. Bad idea. Yeah. In the whole process, one steals a box of gold, one saves a prostitute, one you know gets a, gets shot in the head, and it's a whole thing about pitting brother against brother. It's it's great film. It's it's classic scenes. Very good. And 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 you know you look at all of his stuff. His best stuff is the stuff where it's just about like you know, the relationship between two men, three men. Of course, when he hit when you know when John Woo hit the scene, uh, and they were showing his films in like the uh, the Angelica and the the Film Forum. Or uh, Cinema Village in the in the village down in, in New York City, uh, you had all these articles coming out. So oh, you know, John Woo's films are about the uh, about you know overt homosexuality among men. Says, no, no, they just like no, they just like each other. Nothing wrong with that, but that's not really what he was aiming for. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> it was just okay. Yeah, they they have guns. Well, obviously, he was. He's 
throwing doves in the scenes, and you know, doves well, is, are, means exactly. love. And the doves are a bit fruity. I'll give you that. It, but, has, uh, it has to be in every one of his films. It has yeah. to be. Oh well, yeah, to, because I, yeah, this is to the point of where when he first made his his appearance in America, and you saw it, you're, and it was just like ah, cool, because he that was his thing, and then mm-hmm. after you see it in uh, what was that Ben Affleck film that he did, the really bad one. Um, Ben Affleck film. Yeah, Ben Affleck, where uh, he uh, he would reverse engineer stuff. He would reverse engineer stuff for people. They they'd be like, oh, this paycheck, paycheck, paycheck. Was that That was was a John Woo film? Yes, it was. I don't think so. If it was, I'm I'm heartbroken. It was a John motherfucker. It was a John Woo film. (laughs) (sighs) Yeah, it's been a while since I saw Paycheck, and uh, pretty bad. Yeah. That's a pretty fucking bad movie. And when they do the doves and paycheck, I think they CGI'd them in that one. I don't even think they were real doves. I think they CGI'd it. I'm almost sure at least one dove was CGI. And that's another shitty sci-fi film based on a um, Philip K. Philip Dick K. novel Dick. too. Yeah, they just can't get his stuff right. It seems. Oh man, yeah, no, John Woo. I, I think uh, he came out of the gate strong with Hard Target and and Broken Arrow because they were what he was, which was you make make small action films with a lot of violence and people like them sure. and then you just give them bigger and bigger films and give them more and again he's not a sci-fi actor why is why a sci-fi director why is he doing fucking paycheck <laughs> dude they they put the script in front of him ah, i could do that where, where, where do i put my doves oh okay near the end good <laughs> well it's like in face off the doves were in a church and i think I think how they it came up like a piece of debris fell and then they kind of fluttered everywhere. That made sense. That's a way you can get that in there. In paycheck, <laughs> it's just they 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 it it's integrated into the plot. <laughs> uh, uh, I was I was distracted. Our listener and and recent uh, guest co-host Christian Walner just sent me a picture of the latest face transplant recipient. Ah, <laughs> it's bad, huh? Ah, uh, I wish you could send you know, it to me so people can see it on live stream. I I understand the pain involved in doing that, but I I wouldn't want to see him running around a screen for an hour and a half. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I want to pull your face off. I mean, hard, the the best pigeon sequence in American films that John Woo did was the first one, Hard Target, because they're in a warehouse. Is a like, hey pigeon. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. And we talked about it last week. I watched, uh, I finally saw Expendables 2. There you go. It was, it was fun. It was violent. That's a faceplant lady right oh. there. Oh, you're looking up? No, no. There's a new one. There's a guy. Was, there's a guy? That was, that was the first one. They had a, there's a recent one. Now, they, oh, are you kidding? They don't just do it once. They keep doing it to perfect it. Oh, well, of course we're they year, do. We're years away from swapping Travolta and uh, Nicolas Cage. And the question is, which one do you want to, which one do you prefer more? Hmm, let's see. No. Face. Now, can you imagine do can you imagine doing that in uh in uh the films? Take every John Travolta role and swap it with Nicolas Cage. <laughs> so, can you imagine Nicolas Cage in Pulp Fiction? Is it Richard Norris? Is that his name? I don't know. I'm just looking at the picture. Lord. I'm not going to wait for you to look at that picture. It's bad. You can just wait. Yeah, there you go. You saw it. Yeah, there you go. What do you think? What's what's the what's the worst case scenario of swapping John Travolta with Nicolas Cage in all of their films? 
You've got John Travolta in um, John Travolta in uh, Wild at Heart. That wouldn't be so bad. No, I could see him pulling. Uh, I could I could see John Travolta pulling uh, The Rock. I like to see John Travolta in Valley Girl. <laughs> <laughs> well, that'd be the young John Travolta. That's boy in a bubble, John Travolta, isn't it? Yeah. Now, John Travolta could not pull off uh, Raising Arizona. No. Definitely not. Definitely not. Um, I don't think he could pull off uh, Kiss of the Vampire. Well, maybe. No, that he could pull off. I, I, I definitely think he wouldn't eat off. the roach, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah he would never true. eat the roach. How about Nicolas Cage in um, Phenomena? Yeah, I could see him doing that. I can't see what you can see Nicolas Cage being like a, a lovable idiot that like turns super smart and still remains lovable. I, I think I, a lot of these. I, I, I you know what it's I, it's it's perfect that we're we're doing this because I think a lot of their roles can be interchangeable. John Travolta wouldn't last five minutes in National Treasure. I and Nicholas, can. I don't think right, he could right, do right. Leaving Las Vegas. All right, no Nicholas way Cage, he could do Leaving Las Vegas. No, all right, and Nicholas Cage in Urban Cowboy. No fucking way. Yeah, no. Or or, no or Saturday Night Live or, or Staying Alive. He, he couldn't Saturday Night Live. Saturday Night Live is a whole different animal. We're talking urban cowboy. Nicholas Cage. I still don't think Nicholas Cage could do Saturday Night Live. Saturday Night Live. Saturday Night Fever. Listen. Saturday Night Fever. Yeah, I, I the Jesus same thing. Christ. I, I I'm iffy on that. I don't know. I think that's possible. Add I see. Good. I Good. Al Pacino. Al Pacino. Now, here's an interesting one for you. Let's yeah. put Nicolas Cage in Battlefield Earth and put John Travolta in The Wicker Man. Yeah, I think they could do it. I think it's a vast improvement on both films. <laughs> I like that. Uh, well, just because of the fact that Nicolas Cage is not a Scientologist, he'd probably look at the script and go, what the fuck is this? What are it we never doing here? Been Killing me is not going to bring back your goddamn honey. <laughs> this is all about it's about honey. Fucking morons. <laughs> Still the have bees. to watch that thing. Okay. Do, the, oh, do your, the bees your, your, your bees. in John Travolta voice. Do, do it in John Travolta. You do the John Travolta voice. Do the bees. I don't do the John Travolta voice. You do? You always do it. I don't do it well. I do. You know, the, okay, this is the line that I do for John Travolta. It's from Saturday Night Fever. I, uh, I spent a lot of time on my hair, and he hits it all day. I spent a lot of time on my hair, and he hits it. I hate it when See, he hits my hair. That's so much better than me. Now do the bees in that voice from uh, Wicker Man. <laughs> Kill him. He's not going to bring back your goddamn honey. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. Oh, Sandy. Oh, Sandy, come back, Sandy. I don't know why I, I fucking enable you like this. Because <laughs> you like uh, you're, you're my plaything. Let's yo hey. <laughs> let's move on. Uh, I want to throw. I don't there? think we ever went to a movie for you. I think you just started spouting off stuff. Well, these are all stuff I've seen recently. Oh really? Okay, I saw the yeah. Avengers recently. And so I haven't. Seen okay. Then I won't you're go. Gonna, you're not going to ruin anything for me. You can talk about it. Well, really, you know what? Are you going to really ruin anything for anybody in that film? Is there really any like major surprises? No, no. I don't think so. It's so just talk about it. Absolutely nothing. Uh, I will say I enjoyed it. 
there's no question that I enjoyed it. Uh, but I just, I don't know, and I don't want to compare, you know, summer blockbuster films like The Dark Knight Rises and The Avengers. But, but I enjoyed the dark. But I yes, I enjoyed the Dark Knight Rises a hell of a lot more than I enjoyed the Avengers. And all the media and all the Hollywood could do was just say how much more money the Avengers made over the Dark Knight Rises, and that you know, when they do that, they just automatically come out and make it like it's the better film, and it is absolutely not the case. Yes, the Avengers was an enjoyable film. No, it was not better. The Avengers almost almost looks too pretty. The the special effects are almost too crisp and too clean, and it lo- and to me it loses something with that. This this ice cream is just too good. I'm telling you. I mean, it's just it's just too it's good. just too good. It just you know it's you need possible. to throw no some like, raisins good. in there or something. No such Person- thing is too good. <laughs> I just no, it's it's too good. The special effects are too good. Um, it. It's almost like with music. If you're going to listen to blues, would you rather have a true blues enthusiast? Would probably rather have a uh, slightly scratchy, more realistic sounding track than something that's been remastered and is perfect. Because it just seems more authentic. I, th- I don't think it was dark enough or gritty enough. It's still enjoyable. Okay. All right. Now, now you're making sense to me. Not dark enough. Okay, that I understand. We're talking about blues uh, and scratchy it, records. You're throwing me here, but I'm throwing not, analogies at you. I'm sorry if I confused you. But, but no, not confused me. I, just, I don't know what the hell you're going with it because it doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> Too dark makes sense to me as a criticism. It, I'll, I'll go with that. It's not dark enough. Uh, enjoyable, yes. Should do I think it could have went a little darker? Sure. But it's PG-13 film. They did what they could. It's just Josh Whedon finally gets the recognition he deserves as a director. I still I don't think it's the best film he's done. I think Serenity is oh, sure. infinitely a better movie. Oh yeah, um, and, and and millions of rabid fans would agree with you. But and just you know. judging by uh, how dark and 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 just violent the end of Serenity got, he could have done that in this. But he knows he's catering to more younger a younger crowd as well. Well, so they hold shows, back a little bit. It also shows a director that knows his audience. I mean, obviously, well, yeah. this is catering to a slightly younger audience than Serenity, uh, and it, it's 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 True. not it's going for a different message. It's about unity instead of that you know the kind of vagabond individualism that uh, well, Serenity it also, has. It, it also goes to show that you know somebody like Christopher Nolan, even though he knows his audience, he knows that he's borderline. You know, a couple of swear words away from being a borderline R-rated film. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's dark enough. It was that certainly violent enough. And one thing about a Nolan film is he's very smart. I would dare to say that there was there is not one swear word in The Dark Knight Rises. Mm-hmm. I'd have to look back, but uh, but you got people snapping each other's necks. You've got people getting stabbed. You got you know people getting run over and. It's awesome. And sure. he can get away with that because nobody says fuck. Right. <laughs> you know? But you throw in a couple of fucks in there, you're guaranteed an R with all the violence that uh, was in the film. And it, it, it's kind of like what they did with the fourth Die Hard movie. They, they went as violent as they could without using a lot of swearing. And then they released the uncut version, which had all the swearing and blood put back in. 
which I think was ingenious because somewhere along the line that they they didn't think that they were going to have a hundred dollar a hundred million dollar film if they released it as an R-rated. Oh, that's movie. obvious. And, yeah. and, and, and I mean, well, you know what? It was a different director. It was a different writer. Different right. storyline altogether, and it was a risk. So I think that's why they went PG-13, but then released essentially the R-rated film on DVD and Blu-ray. Well, and again, it's, it's, it's you're casting for a wider audience because you have a half a dozen different comic book characters in there, different right. movie characters, so to speak. I mean, give and Marvel I, credit. They, they, they figured out how to do the crossover movie before DC did, and DC's had, had the torch since... Uh, uh, you know, had the torch for the beginning. I mean, ever since ba- the first Batman came out, Marvel yeah. released nothing but shit in the theaters until that's the true. X-Men. Until Spider-Man, actually. That's when, that's when the tide no, turned X-Men. from DC X-Men to Marvel. Came out, X-Men came out in 2000, so that actually st- did come yeah, out. Yeah, I stand you're corrected. Right. You're right. Uh, but that's, uh, I mean, that's when the tide turned from DC to Marvel, and since then, DC's been floundering. DC hasn't really been cranking out anything. What, what else has DC done besides uh, Spider-Man? I mean, uh, 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 Batman, Batman um, Superman, they which, did which, Daredevil. <laughs> no, that's Marvel. Daredevil is Marvel. So you know Daredevil's what? I don't, Marvel, I don't. Sir. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure Chris I'm, is pissed off right now. Dude, dude, who's did a bit? Fantastic see? Four. That was their that's big Marvel. franchise after Fantastic Four's Marvel again. <laughs> yes, Fantastic Four's Marvel. Wow, yeah, this uh, case for Marvel isn't going very well. <laughs> the only two, the only two DC comp movies that have really come out mainstream that I can tell you about are uh, the Batman franchise and Superman, which have only come out with one since uh, Spider Man. Well, since Superman, or, since, since the last X-Man. Superman film, other than the Brian Singer, uh, well, I guess you could say uh, reimagining, the, was in nineteen eighty six. Right. The only so since since X Men came out, Green in the Lantern. Scene, which that's, was a huge that's, bomb. That's DC, which that didn't work. Correct. So there, there you go. That was one that was okay. But there is a sequel have... coming for that. Great. It's it's again. It's a forgettable franchise that, that now they Green Lantern. He's in the Justice League. He is he, right. Yes. 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 All right. So because uh, the Avengers made one point six billion dollars worldwide, if they're smart, um, they'll just do a Justice League movie. It's the number two film ever. Um, right. They would be dumb not to do a Justice League movie. The, they've been they've been trying to pull that shit out of their ass for years. Yeah, well, now that uh, that Marvel has done it successfully, I would not be surprised because uh, Zack Snyder Superman is coming out June or July. They keep going back and forth. Right now, it says June of two thousand and thirteen. I would not be surprised if they start doing that. Uh, putting clip from an upcoming film at the end of this new Superman film to entice people to say a Justice League movie is coming. Okay. okay? No, I just, I'm just I I, I I don't see what they've got else. What's coming on? What they've got on, in action besides? Realistically, I mean, it'll probably be a clip from the Green Lantern sequel because that that is something that is that is greenlit and is happening. So I wouldn't be surprised if the clip is for a Green Lantern sequel, and then they move on from there. They'll go Green Lantern. Jesus, I hope it's not Wonder Woman, but that's supposed to be potentially in the works. Um, so. <laughs> okay. Uh, now, I've got an article here. No new DC comic movies for at least three years besides Batman and Superman films. There's like nothing <laughs> else in that, the works. How old is that article? 
July, July 2012. Really? Yeah. Okay. Uh, no, no one made it, made it clear last weekend, uh, which would be earlier this year, that he will not, that he uh, will not be involved in a Justice League movie. And no, like, because no one's he's th- not doing any more Batman films. He's done. Right, and and J- they've been trying to pull a JLA film together for years. It ain't gonna happen. Was um, Jonah Hex? Is that DC, or is that Dark Horse? Yeah, no, that's DC. But here's the problem: if you, if you start listing the DC films, here's where the, here's where the bombs happen. Uh, you've got you've got uh, the Superman films, which are, are the first one's good. Then you got the Swamp Thing movies. That's DC. <laughs> that was when I say movies, I mean one and two. Right. Uh, Supergirl. Let's just not mention that. We've already covered that before. Yes. Then you've got Batman series. Now you've got Steel. Steel. Anybody? Wait. Yes. Wait. There you go. Wait. That, that, Hold on. That's a Shaquille O'Neal movie. Steel. Yeah. Yeah. That was based on a. Uh, <laughs> that was based on a character that was a replacement for Superman while he was dead for a while. Oh my god. Uh, now we we kind of glossed over Catwoman because who wouldn't? Uh, oh, okay. And then yeah, Catwoman. Technically, then you mentioned Jonah Hex, and so in in you know. Since Catwoman came out, it's been nothing but Batman and Superman. Uh, you've got uh, The Watchmen, technically. Is a, it, it is a DC comic, but it's not really in the DC universe. So it's kind of hard to call it a DC comic book, although they're, you know, they're going to tie it in. I mean, it is DC comics, but it's not in that superhero universe. You're not going to have them cross over with Green Lantern. Uh, and Jonah Hex, Green Lantern, and Dark Knight, really are the, you know, the most recent ones. Hmm. And I'm sure somebody oh. here is yelling at me. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Oh, the losers, but that's not a superhero because that doesn't count. Right. The losers was based on a comic book, but it's not a superhero thing. We're talking superhero films, people. Okay. <laughs> yeah, the, the losers. Okay. You know there was a DC comic book for uh, Sledgehammer. I'm not mentioning that. I mean, but because that was after the fact, obviously. Right. Um, but when it comes to the superhero film, DC Comics dropped the ball fucking a decade ago. And not picked it up since, and they just can't get their shit together. Marvel smartly sold out the fucking Disney. They and did. if there's anybody, yes. and if there's anybody that knows how to make a money machine, it's the whores at Disney. So yeah, well, that's that, why John Carter was over budget because they just they don't know how to say no. They're right. worth billions and billions and billions of dollars. What's two hundred and fifty million? They gave, they made back a hundred million of it. So they just you know washed their hands of it. And, eh, we'll move on to the next thing. That's just the way Disney is. They'll make back their money next week at fucking Disney World and Disneyland alone. Yeah. You know, they're not hurting. They can they can spend 300 250 300 million dollars on a bomb and walk away from it like it never happened. The director, on the other hand, might not have uh, a budget a tenth of that on his next film. I don't think they'll trust him. Yeah. But um, what's your favorite superhero film of all time? Of all time, besides The Watchmen. Favorite superhero film ever. As a kid, as a kid, I'd probably go. I'd probably say the first Superman. I was infatuated with Superman. Uh huh. But uh, I think as an adult. As an adult, I might have to go the second Spider-Man film. Wow! What? That why, just why came out of left. Why is that? Why is that crazy? 
I just didn't see. I just, it just came out of left field. I thought it was very. Why, why the second Spider-Man film as your favorite superhero film? I, I just think it had every element that it, need, it had a great villain. Uh, he, you know, was dealing with a lot of stuff and he broke through. But you know what? I don't want to say the Dark Knight Rises or Batman Begins or or the new Batman trilogy because I think that's too easy. Because I could very well easily say the Dark Knight and just be done with it or the Dark Knight Rises. You know, uh, maybe I will change my answer to that. I just, I really enjoyed the Dark Knight Rises a lot. Yeah, I mean, I would go with Dark Knight Rises for me because it's dark enough. I would, yeah, I would have to go Dark Knight Rises. Fuck Spider-Man. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. Spider-Man 2, still an amazing sequel. And it holds its own as its own film. But I've got a, I've got a vote here for Condor, man. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, I guess much in the, in the vein that the Dark Knight sequel uh, was amazing, you don't expect it to be as good as it is, and it is. Uh, yeah, probably go Dark Knight Rises. Dark Knight Rises? Really? I'd go with Dark Knight. No, I think I'll go Dark Knight Rises. I, I just... To end the trilogy, I thought the film was amazing on its own. Now, we're not talking about best villain, because you got... You go Heath Ledger best for favorite, not be, favorite superhero film. Doesn't have to be the best. Has to be your favorite. Oh, I'm just, I'm just saying. My, my whole thing with the Dark Knight trilogy is that Joker, better villain than Bane. Dark Knight Rises, better movie. That's okay. I'll stand by that. I'll stand and what's by your answer. With well, Dark Knight Rises. Okay. I think it's the, be- I think it is the best film in the trilogy. I think it's the best comic book film in probably the last fifteen years. Hmm. Hmm. That's pretty strong. I wouldn't go that far. Oh, really? Personally, yeah. Uh, believe it or not, I, I was very impressed with the Wolverine movie. And don't. <laughs> don't... All right, you 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 know what? Nolan Void. <laughs> <laughs> For what? I'm, I'm, I'm Nolan Void. <laughs> I'm sorry. You don't get to have an opinion on this anymore. We haven't even <laughs> brought up Electra. Come on. Well, <laughs> it's fucking Wolverine. Did you really just say Wolverine? I, you're lucky. I was going to, and, and uh, Chris just uh, mimicked me on this online. I was going to say the first Punisher film originally. <laughs> <laughs> with with uh, Dolph Lundgren, Dolph Lundgren. And, Lou, yeah. and Lou Gotsit. Lou Gotsit. Lou Gotsit adds a star to any film. Yeah, that's when DC was just, they were churning out movies, but that's Marvel. they that's were Marvel. all... Punisher's Marvel. (laughs) Now, no, no. It's not funny that you don't know that. It's sad that I do. (laughs) So, Not really. I used to know this better. I I really uh, did used to know this stuff a little better. I never really had a problem with, oh, that was DC, oh, that was Marvel. I never really did. Those were, you know, those are your your two major comic book companies. Uh, eh, Whatever. I'm not going to... I don't know. I, I wonder if we should review Condor Man. I don't know. Condor Man. I don't know. I mean, it, wasn't, it's bad. Uh, wasn't Dark Man? Wasn't that a DC comic? Uh, they made a comic out of it, but it, was, it wasn't originally a comic. It wasn't no. originally okay. So that was an no. original idea by Raimi. Oh, I, I'm not sure if, if Raimi is the the brainstorm behind own, it. He usually wrote his own stuff. Him and his brother. Uh, I I I'll, I will cheat and I'm look gonna, it up gonna, right now. I'm gonna look it I up. I don't. I don't remember. 
But uh, yeah, written by Sam Raimi. Chuck Farrer was involved in it, who was a comic book writer, among other things. So it's it's co-written by a comic book author. Okay. So he had help. Right. You know, I heard uh, the Judge Dredd film is actually good. The new one? Fuck that. I've, Fuck I've, that. I, I've heard that it is good. If it is a good film, it's a good film because they ripped off another film. That's true. The, and that the raid. I, honestly, I can't get past the fact that they, it's bad enough they're adapting a comic book. They have all this back history of comic books, stories from the comic book to do. And what's the best they can do? Let's rip off the plot of an Asian film that came out last year. That, well, what, or even this year, even what? What? What the fuck? I, <laughs> really? Yeah, Dread got seventy-seven percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Seventy. Well, that's the. Mm, well, here that's I'll Rotten click, Tomatoes. Oh, that's the. Well, that's that's seventy-seven percent are critics. That's all critics. Then they now that Rotten Tomatoes now has an audience rating of just your general audience, and that's at eighty-five percent. <laughs> I have to see it to believe. Hey, I might be wrong, but the the trailer pisses me off, and there better be some. De- there, it better be good, good. Expendables was like okay, it's not a good film, but I had fun. This better right. be a good film. Well, I also heard that you don't see he doesn't take off the mask at all, which is one of the biggest complaints for the Stallone movie, is that half the film he's not even wearing the helmet. Well, that's like the original where, where, Captain America film. Well, yeah. But in this one, helmet whole way through. That's good. And he's just emotionless, mm-hmm. and you don't get him the law. <laughs> and, and he doesn't have a comedian sidekick. Uh, he does not have uh, Re- uh, what is it, Roy Roy Schneider? <laughs> right, yeah. Also, also known as Adam Sandler's lackey. Yeah, you can do it. Oh, yeah, I've seen enough of that shit. But, uh, yeah, the first the first Punisher, remember that came out, that was cool. Just because they weren't making any comic book movies. So when you had, like, the, when the first Punisher comes out, you're like, you fuck, kidding? yeah, you, you wanted to see Dolph Lundgren's ass. Yeah, who, who cares if it's a shitty film? It's just, yeah, there's some good parts. It, it, it was fun. They, 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 when, when, they, when, they, when, he, when he battles the, the ballerina... Dolph, yeah. Dolph Lundgren versus a ballerina. Better <laughs> fight than I expected. I remember always going over to Bujna's house, and he had the cutout, the big cutout movie poster of The Punisher in his room. Uh-huh. From, like, he got from some video store. It's like the yeah, six-foot cutout. We used to always get from the video it. store all the time. Yeah. Always had it. And every time I'd go there, and I'd, I just, but dude, it's such a bad film. <laughs> Yeah, I don't care. I like Punisher. I've seen worse. I've seen worse. Oh, I've seen way worse. No, now I, I can, you know, take it for what well, it is. It's it's not. Bad. Well, what, did, what 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 comic book movies did you have in the theater back then? You had Batman, which was like uh, as Batman, as fun as it was, which set the bar too high for DC. That was the problem with it, the Batman film. It it, it set the uh, it set the bar too high for DC as far as like performing. It was also this weird. It was sure, it, took, it was didn't take place in any hit. kind of comic book reality that we we know of. It was like this weird, you know, Tim Burton's got to fuck with everything and make it stylized so it doesn't look like any kind of reality. So The right. Punisher was like one of the few superhero films that came out that was based in the real world. And you know, and, we, and it was based in the Punisher world, which was, you know, the real world. So it had that draw to it. 
I think the the one of the biggest reasons why the the Punisher film uh, didn't do well was just that it didn't it was feel a bad movie. Well, yeah, it it, well, it was very very limited theatrical release. Then well, almost also, immediately on video, but it didn't. This it didn't was, fe- it didn't feel like a comic book movie. It it, it was a comic book because, film. That's because they like, didn't want it to be. Com- that's well, because they didn't want it to be a comic book movie. They they avoided being a comic book film. Well, that's what I'm they agreeing just, with you. That you said yeah. that it was a more realistic take on it, and I think that was its downfall. Agreed. Yeah, but that was it. Was exciting it came out, but then when you saw, well, where's the Punisher skull? Oh, well, they didn't want to put a symbol on his chest because he looked like a superhero, so yeah. they like put it on little daggers that he carries. It says, okay, well, that's not cool because what year did that come out? Was that 1989? Was that the same I year don't as know. Batman? You're, the, it came out. It came out I'm around that time period. I, I think was it was eighty nine. Yeah, it was eighty nine. Sounds right. Yeah. Uh, it came out after Batman. Right, and 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 hmm. what, where's the logic in that? Batman comes out number one hit. Marvel comes out. Again, this is where Marvel was fucking up. Oh, we have to. We, have, we need. We need to compete with Batman. Let's let's do a Punisher movie. Okay. Don't put the symbol on his chest. Why? Well, that might distract. That might we, we might lose viewers because they don't want to see a comic book movie. But Hello? they use the they it, use the goddamn yeah, comic book font. <laughs> but it but is it, but again. Let's not put the Punisher skull on the chest because it looked like a superhero. Yeah, uh, high school kids are now shaving Batman symbols in the back of their heads. What the fuck are you doing? Are you paying attention to the culture because you're just bypassing it? That's an example of the the, the producers I, or studio heads. Going off of like what's accepted as common knowledge to them, and ignoring the trends that are obvious in the market, which was all of a sudden people are into comic books again. In in their defense, that was the biggest. That was that was the biggest decade for comic books in like the early nineties. The comic book, uh, the circulation was like doubling. No, I I know, but in their defense, and this isn't a very big defense for them, but in their defense, this film was being made the same year as Tim Burton's Batman. They had no fucking idea that Batman was going to be as big as it was. So the film was pretty much completed when they decided to take that route with it. If this film... Now listen, hold on, let me finish. No, no. Uh, If this film was being made after Batman was released, I can guarantee you they would have exploited it a hell of a lot better. They when, would have done the Punisher symbol. They would have been more comic booky. They would have stolen everything that the Batman film did, and they would have done it themselves. I'm that. telling you. It was filmed it was at the same time, if not before the Batman film. They had no time to change anything. It was already done. I'm telling you. No, I'm but when you're you. making, when you're competing, it's like, okay, they're coming out with a superhero film, a comic book movie. We have to come out with a comic book movie. When you're making the film, all right, but let's make sure no one knows it's a comic book movie. Then why the fuck are you making a comic book movie to compete with a comic book movie? Bullshit. Okay. They know what the other, they know what the other people are doing. They that's what they base their their productions on and what what they're competing with. They knew they're competing with a comic book film. They chose the wrong route and tried to hide the fact it was a comic book. Right. Now the director Mark Goldblatt, who did The Punisher, yeah, he he's only directed two major films, and that's Dead Heat. With Joe Piscopo and Treat Williams, <laughs> uh, in nineteen eighty-eight, one and of my he favorite fo- bad films. Yeah, and he followed that. I saw up. that. I saw that in the theater, by the way. Oh, did you? Wow. I said Center Theater. No shit. And then the, okay. he followed that up with The Punisher in nineteen eighty-nine. 
So he had very little directing experience. And just considering what we know about Dead Heat, the way that was done, I could totally see him have just done doing it more realistic. But I can I'm telling you, if if they had the knowledge that they did of Batman being as big as, as it was gonna be, they would have gone in a different direction. They they knew they knew that they knew that they were sinking all that money into the Batman movie. They're making a comic book movie at, uh, to compete with it, and they pulled back. They they it, it was cowardice, weakness, yeah. and they and they now, paid for it. As an editor, this guy has made a huge career as an editor. He's still editing stuff. Um, he's done everything from uh, Piranha, all the way to like gigantic budget films like uh, Bad Boys Two, Pearl Harbor. Uh, the Wolfman, Rise of the Planet of the Apes, and so on. So he uh, he's huge career as an editor did not go the way he wanted to uh, as a director. So I think he'd be can successful I... in this day and age as a director with his okay. knowledge and sure. experience. I think I really think so. And and no no we're not going to discuss Roger Corman's Fantastic Four. <laughs> I refuse to. It's been discussed enough. It, it has. I, I I don't know if I still have my copy of that. I got to see if I have that I, still. I do. I have mine still. I may have, I may have to. St- I may have to steal that from you. Yeah. Um. Um. Uh, but I, very very I quickly know. before we move on and you know get into the top ten and what's coming out and all that. Um, I, 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 yes, we're gonna do the top ten. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. <laughs> I wanna. I want to uh, have this uh, recorded. Uh, that you can kiss my ass because putting all of my films digitally <laughs> has been so painstakingly annoying. Uh, what Scott and I are doing right now, Scott started it and he it didn't talk me into it, but visually it's what talked me into it. He's converting his entire collection digitally, which is a very smart idea because you can access it very easily from anywhere in your house, especially if you network everything like I do. And I'm doing the same thing. So, but, you know, the average person may have, a, you know, maybe 100, 200, 300 movies. Not Scott and I. Well over a thousand movies easily. And I'm up, I'm up to film 300. I'm on it's 930. Now, here's, here's, here's the mistake Joey's making. Is that Joey's copying them into his onto his hard drive, but he's not discarding the DVDs. The whole point is to remove the clutter from your life and digitize it all onto the computer. Get rid of the hard copies, move those away, sell them, give them away, burn them, whatever. Yeah, but and what clutter and, do I have? Well, here, everyone can see uh, the wall good. here. Here, I'll point the camera so everyone can see it. I have a wall of DVDs. Here, let me... Yeah, show, show them some of those titles. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I can't do it. You can see a piece of it right here. There. <laughs> I have, uh, you know, like a whole wall of, of fucking movies, and it takes up a wall. So it's not like they're all over the place. They're neatly uh, on the wall, nice and tidy, all that good stuff. There's really not a problem. I, I don't understand why I can't what, convert why them to... digitally and get to keep them. 
Why do you need a hard copy of Dirty Dancing if you have it at your fingertips to watch? Listen, listen, There's I no reason. I, I don't need a hard copy of. As a matter of fact, I have three goddamn copies of Dirty Dancing, none of which I own. I rest my case. All right. If if you don't need the physical copy, why is it there? I have the fucking Artisan Special Edition. I have the Standard Special Edition, and now I got the goddamn Blu-ray of Dirty Fucking Dancing. If you don't need the physical copy, why is it there? I mean, beyond the digitizing with Netflix and everything, it's I, becoming more needs and more. The digital, the <laughs> fucking all right. But this, I'm this... saying, why you're not getting rid of the stuff you're copying over to an extent? All I'm keeping um, are special editions. I like editions. the physical copy. I like the physical copy because uh, hard drives are not meant to last forever. So my hopes are that I have a three terabyte hard drive, in another couple of years, two three years, I'll be able to buy a six or eight terabyte hard drive, move the films over to that hard drive. Now I have extra space for more movies. Three terabyte hard drive, I don't have to worry about dying and me losing all my flicks. That is my I, that is my hope, that every time I decide to upgrade to make more room for hard drives, I will just get a bigger and better hard drive, and I'll never Transfer really have, them that, over. Yeah. have that worry. But Haven't if, you ever let's seen... just say the hard drive does go before that happens, now I don't have any discs. To, to re-rip these films digitally again. You can borrow mine. I can borrow, you can borrow yours. my hard drive. Okay. You can borrow my hard drive. I'm, I'm your backup, sir. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm your backup. I, now, uh, I'm, by the way, you're getting, you're, getting, you're getting a lot of compliments on your rock and roll poster. I just thought I mentioned that. Yeah. Now, uh, haven't you ever seen Labyrinth, the scene where, where, where the, the creatures start piling all the stuff on what's-her-name's back? Um, the, the globe and all oh, the possessions of that that's what this is those dvds are on your back and you're hunching over and you'll become one of those creepy little puppets walking around with their with all this garbage on their backs no <laughs> i don't buy that for one second okay uh if you go into my storage room where i have about right. ten thousand different baby items i would say yes that's what that is but that's because somebody, not me, can't say no when people say, here, take all of my crap that I don't want to get rid of. Here, you you take it. And then certain people can't say no. But that's a whole different okay. podcast altogether. Sure. I'm, I don't think there's a podcast for that. There isn't. I should make one. All right. I'm done venting with that. As you should. But be. yes, I uh, I'm converting all of my films digitally. So is Scott. Scott's getting rid of all of his discs. I am not. But m most of them, most of them, I'm still well, keeping, keeping my special editions and Criterion's and all that stuff. Correct. And and my box set television shows like Mystery Science Theater 3000. I'm trying to collect the whole set. Other than that, right. I don't need to have a copy of uh, um, Hard Target on hand. I can just watch my copy on the hard drive. That's it. I'm quite and, happy. And to I don't know. That. Maybe in, in in the near future, I might feel differently. With that, for all I know, I mean, here's my thing. I don't want to have to, and I think a lot of people feel this way, and I think that's why Blu-ray isn't oh, doing as I'm sure well. They do. I'm sure they do. I think that's why Blu-ray isn't doing as well as DVD ever did. Okay. The height of DVD was gigantic. I mean, absolutely fucking gigantic. You got people going out and buying films that would never buy movies because they were so cheap. And... Oh, Best Buy is having a sale. This brand new movie's coming out for fourteen ninety nine. I must own it because I kind of liked it. Right. Now, Blu-ray, 
pissed everybody off because you got all these people because Laserdisc was too expensive. VHS was being released every once in a while to buy. You couldn't just go out, oh, movie's out, let me go buy it. VHS right. didn't do that. It was always special editions and, and, and you know, special cases, blockbusters. That's when they did that stuff. So when DVD comes out and a movie's out in theaters and then three months later it's released on DVD and you get it for 15 bucks, people went fucking crazy. So what happened was everyone started building their collection. All the movies I love, I'm going to go buy them. They're not that expensive. I can build the collection. I can have it. Surround sound is wonderful. Then Blu-ray comes out and you get people like you and myself. We got a thousand plus movies that we've purchased over the years. I'm not buying a thousand movies again. Also, let's let's you know let's, I'm not doing it, and I think a lot of people weren't aren't doing it either. Also, if you look at the difference, look at when uh, they went from cassette to CD. Mm-hmm. You're like, look, here's an antiquated format. Here's a nice new format with improved quality. Everything, uh, it's easier to to uh, to uh, store, etc. All these other advantages to it. And then when you get the DVD and Blu-ray, it's like, look, here's the exact same size, exact same everything, except well, it's a little better picture. Like, right. All right. What the fuck do I need that for? Well, I think the same problem does go with CD now with digital downloads, MP3s, uh, you know, uh, lossless files and whatnot. You can get but the again, same exact quality, and now you can put it on MP3 that's a different, player, iPods. A, you can listen to it on your computer. All of that stuff. I'm still that's talking. A lack. <laughs> don't don't get aggravated when I'm actually still talking. That's the lack of physical format. That's a difference than changing from. As a different than changing the physical format, it's a lack of physical format. So that's that's like a and that's happening to both music and movies. Well, so that's kind of a moot point. The digital download is is not destroying CD, but it it pretty much cut CD sales in half, if not more. But it's off topic from what we're talking about, which is a change of the physical format. Not really. We're talking about digital uh, digitally uh, ripping our no. our films. It's the but same you're talking thing. about. But no, you're talking about why Blu-ray pissed people off because of DVD. So I'm carrying, comparing that to the transition from cassette it's, tape it's, to CD, it's all, which it's all circling around the same thing. No, it's the two separate topics. <laughs> one is the progression of the media. Two is a specific example of switching from one form to the other. It's okay. Sure. <laughs> all right. Can I just say that every time I see a picture for the new Les Mis movie, I get pissed off. Yeah, is that the girl? Is that what's her face? Is that uh, Dakota Fanning? Uh, I think so. Or is that just some re- chick that looks like Dakota Fanning? Do we really need a a, a film well, version of Les Mis? They've do already done a film really version. Need it? Do they we need one, like one 10 now? Years ago. I'm saying, do we need one now? Well, they want to do, do it till they get it need right. Need this? Do we need this? Do we do we need a film that most people have never? Majority of Americans. Never read, never seen in a play form, musical form, what have you. Most Americans just know it as that thing people mention seeing in in New York City every now and then. Do we really need a film version of this? No. Absolutely not. I just, maybe I'm just getting... Everybody knows it, too. Maybe I'm just getting old, but I just don't fucking need Les Mis. Les Miserables. Les Miserables. We don't, they're gonna as, they're gonna do it until it, as it's, it's gonna be as it's gonna be pronounced across the country. Less miserables. You gonna see less miserables? Nah, no, I hear life. I hear life of P is coming out. Nah, I can't see it. I'm gonna vote. 
<laughs> don't 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 cross that line. It's not time yet. I know. <laughs> I'm more I gotta more go. I gotta to go vote. Paranormal. I'll do. I'll go see it later. I will honestly see Paranormal Activity four before I see Les, Miser- Les, Les Miserables. Less miserables. In, in Les, Les, Les Miserables. Les Miserables. Yeah, I, I, I'm definitely. Not, uh, that's my choice. If that's my choice, there, I'm seeing Paranormal Activity four. <laughs> Directed by Tom Hooper. That's uh, who's doing. Oh, he just looks like a fucking snobby prick. Well, you know, well, that has nothing to do with anything. He just looks like a snobby prick. He directed the King's Speech. There you go. Done. You're oh, going to see stop. that every fucking trailer and commercial and stop. TV spot. From the director of the King's Speech. Because I blah, 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 bloody well stammer. There Fuck it is. you. You fucking... He did the Chris John is, Adams miniseries. Uh, I guess Chris is right. Why. We need another Remo Williams film. It's about time they remade The Destroyer. You sure. And just do it hard. Do it R. Do it hardcore. They they could get away with so much now with a, with a Remo Williams movie. They could. Ah, oh. and do it before Fred Williams dies because he has to make a walk on. He does. <laughs> he does. He just I does. I agree. How All long right, are we in? Because this should be a short episode. This is an hour. We're an hour and nine minutes in. I think we should wrap it up now, or at least do a quick top ten. Do you want to do a top ten? I just put it up on the screen. Or do you want to I, talk well, about what's coming out next week? Well, what's is there anything we're talking about in the top ten? What's number one? There's on four top brand 10? new films in the top ten. Right, How about we just breeze through them? We we'll just breeze yeah, through them. Let's breeze, let's breeze through them. All right, here. Breeze, breeze, let's breeze. Do. Anyway, I clicked the wrong file. I have a new toy. It's one of those fucking... Well, what is your toy? Tambourine? Oh, God. Is a rattlesnake in the room? Jesus. (laughs) I got a tambourine. I got a tambourine. What's a tambourine? (laughs) Uh, We could save that for another podcast, too. Uh, so, all right. The number 10 film is Lawless with 2.2 million. It's made 34. There is no budget. That is the, um, it used the, the original title of the film was called the whitest country. I wonder why they changed the name. Uh, it's a Tom Hardy film. It's about how booze pretty much built the country and all that good stuff. It's supposed to be good. I, I do want to see it. Oh, that bootlegger you know, it's film. Booze runners. It's boring as hell. I'm sure it's good. It's going to be 10% right. action. Seventy-five percent uh, historical drama, and tw- like fifteen, twenty percent, whatever equals out the rest of it, of Shia LaBeouf like trying to look cool with a uh, with a <laughs> like shaved head. Fuck that. Hey, I'll still see it. I bet you will. I will. All right. The number nine film is Paranorman with two point three million. It's made fifty-two. No budget on that either. Um, it, yeah, it's another stop motion film. And, you know, they're just making them left and right. Tim Burton is the reason for that. Ah, Thomas! Ah, Thomas! <laughs> the number eight film is The Possession with 2.6 million. It's made 45. Cost 14, so it's doing quite well. There's something inside me. It's two fingers in the back of my throat. Because I can't figure out what else to fucking do in these horror movies. 
Oh, they showed that trailer during Expendables too. What a it, uh, the, well, the, uh, yeah. what's the actor's name? The guy that was he was in um, uh, Beautiful, which was up for an Oscar, I believe. You mean there's something wrong? Yeah, the, the main actor, the lead actor. There's uh, no, that's that's uh, that's um, Morgan. Is that the guy from Henry, Beautiful? Henry Dean Morgan or Dean Morgan? He's the comedian from The Watchmen. Right, was he in Beautiful? Those too? they no. That's you're thinking of Javier Bardem from. Oh, the I'm thinking of Javier. Okay, they get confused got- all the time. They look alike. They do look alike. I, I and I actually not- almost lost a bet about a month ago because <laughs> Mare was watching one of her fucking stupid movies, and it's this Henry Dean Morgan or Dean Morgan, whatever the fuck his name is, and he's in it. And I'm like, "That's uh, the guy from No Country for All Men." She goes, "No, it's not." I go, "Yes, it is." Ninety nine percent of the time, I'm right with that stuff, and I'm like, "Well, you what do you want to bet?" And then she was ready to spout something, and I was like, "Whoa, wait a minute, never mind," because <laughs> I knew I, I was wrong. I almost always win those two. One, one out of like twenty, I get, I get right. And yeah. usually they're crazy ones too. They're like, "Oh, that's the guy from that movie." No, it's not. Is it? <laughs> it's not even close to that guy. Well, all right, they're both black. That's as far as I can go. They're not oh even my. the same. No, no, no. <laughs> so yes, they and, get mistaken. And no, they don't for look. And no, they don't look alike. Yeah, you know, they get mistaken for quite a bit. It's only when they open their mouths, you know, it's not the yeah. other guy. But he's in it. It's like there's something wrong with my daughter. And it's like, what's wrong with my daughter? It's like, give me back my daughter. Oh, oh, yeah, I get it. That's you get for buying your daughter creepy old boxes that you haven't opened. <laughs> it was like, give your daughter a gift. It's like, here's a box I can't open. Have it. What could possibly go wrong? <laughs> uh, the number seven film is The Master with 4.3 million. Uh, it's made 5.4, no budget. This is the film with um, Joaquin Phoenix. Which, from what I understand, is supposed to be loosely based on Scientology oh, and how hearing, it's just bullshit. I'm sorry, I, I didn't mean to talk over you. Sorry. No, it's okay. That was I'm done. I'll say I've heard nothing but good things about it. I know I've and, heard great things, and, and, and a lot of what the good things I've heard have been in retaliation to the idea that the Church of Scientology is pissed about the movie, and the guys have come out and said, well, "That Listen, can only mean good things." Well, they've even come out and said, you know, it's not about the church; it's about these two guys. And like, oh, you're you're slamming the church. And, well, no, deal with it. Uh, and it's, and it's got, it, it, um, Joaquin Phoenix, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Thank you. Philip Seymour Hoffman's in it. I'm seeing it. Oh yeah. I don't, I don't care what he's in. It's it's like Sam. Just some of the facial expressions, uh, expressions that Joaquin Phoenix has is good enough to see. I mean, like he's got these, these expressions where it's like, yeah, he's fucked up. (laughs) There's something wrong with this guy. If Philip Seymour Hoffman's like Sam Rockwell, I don't care what if it's he's in it, I'm going to see it because it's going to be good. Did you see Before the Devil Knows You're Dead yet? Yes. Good. Duh. Fucking good. <laughs> awesome movie. That's the movie where that's one of those movies where there's no hope at the end. You're like, oh, this is, no, things are just fucked. I things especially are, love the scene where he tear, tears apart his house. Oh yeah. But that, you know, I'm not giving anything away. But I love the way he does it. It's just fucking brilliant. He's just he's an he's an actor. Yes, he is. He's not a he's not a star. He's not an entertainment. He's an actor. And I didn't and know. I didn't re- remember until I saw the Big Lebowski at two in the morning that he was in that. He played uh, the rich guy's son. Oh no, no, no! He wasn't the son. He was like his curator or something. No, it he's was the guy his that shows son. them in. I thought he was his son. No, it's not the son. You sure? I'm not sure, but I'm pretty sure. <laughs> okay. I could swear it was his son. No, oh, because he, he's showing them around like he's like his assistant. Yeah, because he took over that job for his dad, I, but I, I, because his dad had no legs. 
I, you know what? I, I can't swear to it, but I'm pretty sure he's not, but I could be wrong. What do you got next? Look it up. Uh, the number six film is Dread with 6.2 million. Uh, <laughs> it's cost 50. Uh, not going to get anywhere near um, its budget. And like I said, I've heard nothing but good things about it. Fuck! <laughs> I forgot the end of the film. Uh, Assault. Raid. The raid. raid. The redemption. The raid. Raid redemption. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Uh, the number five film is Resident Evil Retribution with six point seven million. Hold on, hold on. I've got backing on it. It's it was it was uh, Lebowski's steward. It wasn't his son. Fine. I'm looking at it here too. Yeah. I could swear that they were related, but okay. Sh- anyway. Uh, the new Resident Evil film may, is made $34 million, has a budget of $60 fucking $5 million. No. No. I, I hear this one is, is really bad, too. And I hate I hate when I like talk about Saw and somebody says, oh, they made seven of those. Fuck you. That was actually a good series. You want to you shit on something? Shit on this. Shit on yeah. Resident Evil. Shit on Underworld, for God's sakes. But leave right. fucking Saw alone. Because you haven't watched any of them. I sat through all of them. I sat through fucking Resident Evil's a bunch of them. And I tell you, they're crap. They're terrible. They're really bad. Yeah. All right, moving on is the number four film is Finding Nemo in 3D. 9.6 million. It's made 30. Don't remember what the budget is from 2003 when it was released. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. But Disney is now releasing every one of their movies in 3D now. Uh, they started it with the Lion King. They they're doing it with this. Oh, I think. Man, oh, I sorry. The next film up is supposed to be the Little Mermaid. None of these movies intended to be in 3D yet. They're figuring out a way to fucking do it anyhow. You know what? The cartoons that were intended to be in 3D, like uh, Despicable Me, right? Still have no desire to see them in 3D. I can't see nope. how the 3D actually makes it a better film. It doesn't. I, it, I know it does. I, and obviously, it's not meant for us. It's meant for the fucking kids. But still, I just it's irritating. The number three film in its opening weekend uh, as well as Dread was Trouble with the Curve with $12.1 million, No budget. This is the Clint Eastwood film where he's a softball coach. He's an old curmudgeon and his super hot daughter. Um, what's her face? Uh, what the fuck's her name? Amy... Don't know. Something Amy Winehouse. Something yes, Amy Winehouse. <laughs> what the fuck, dude? I used to be a lot better with this. Amy Adams. Tim, Tim Curry went downhill so fast, didn't he? Uh, I think he's been downhill since Clue. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> Clue yeah. Legend the might have been the might have been the beginning, but the Clue, star- I think, was the min- uh, yeah. The minute he started in the Worst Witch, it was all over. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> The number two film is House at the End of the Street, where my neighbor lives and his sister-in-law comes by and says hello. $12.2 million, $10 million budget, so you know there's going to be a House at the End of the Street 2, Electric Boogaloo. It's going to happen for sure. We have to have Chris back on. No, we have to have Chris back on. I'm sorry. No, I'm just so uh, tired of these movies with the House at the End of the Street. Fucking well, hang on. I, I haven't even seen the trailer for that one so- Whoa, what was that? It's got the girl from The Hunger Games. Yeah, but what's it about? It's about a house at the end of the street. 
All right. I mean, I have. Uh, I, I think she gets abducted or something and tortured or has to escape or some bullshit like that. Listen, uh, we, we, it's we September. A lot of these movies come out in September because kids are going back to school. Jennifer Lawrence was in The Hunger Games. That's all it is. PG-13, go. We have to have Chris back on the show because he just pointed out that he can't wait for Song of the South to come out in 3D. <laughs> you know what I should do? I have a copy of it. I should just put it through a 3D filter and just put it back out on the internet. You see <laughs> the Tar Baby in 3D? You see the Tar Baby in 3D. <laughs> there you go. And you, the Chris. number one film is End of Watch with 13.1 million, cost seven. That's a low. Uh, didn't I hear like this last week was like the worst week in film history? Uh, or I think this, it was this, last this, last week, not this the last week, month. No, no, it was it was last week. This weekend, I think, did significantly better, but last weekend was one of the worst weekends on record. I mean, because you're saying the number one film of the week, and it's 13 million. Well, yeah, it's back to school. That's not no, a no lot. One's going, no one's seeing movies right now. It's the middle still, of September. I, Everyone's back in school. Teachers are back. People are busy. No one's seeing movies right now. Apparently they are, but still, it, it's it's like 13 million is not a lot for a, for a number one film. Know, it didn't win. It, I mean, what I'm saying is it didn't win by a lot. It's not like, oh, everybody went to see this film because it came out. It's like, all right, it, the, the, boat le- the boat leaned this way, but we're not capsized at anything. Right. The number one and that's, number two and number three film were pretty much separated by less than a million dollars. The number two and that's three were separated by about $100,000. That's what I'm saying. It's, it's almost just like, all right, what are we going to see? Whatever. It's, there's, no, yeah. there's no trend towards anything, just newer. No. You're not going to start to see bigger box office weekends until Halloween starts rolling around moving into uh, Thanksgiving. That's when you're going to start seeing better weekends. So. Alright, let's do the finger list. Ah! Starting at number 10, working our way up is Lawless, Paranorman, The Possession, The Master, Dread, Resident Evil, Finding Nemo, Trouble with the Curve, House at the End of the Street, and End of Watch. Les Miserables. Hmm. Shall I go first? Yeah. All right. Um, even though I've seen Finding Nemo literally about six times this week, I think I'm still going to have to go with... It's a toss-up between the Resident Evil film and The Possession. I'm tired of both genres. I'm just tired of both. But I think I'd have to go Resident Evil. Resident Evil's not a genre. It is a franchise. It's still a zombie. But that's not the genre. Is it even zombies anymore? I don't I don't know. I haven't seen one <laughs> since the third movie. <laughs> I, 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 we have a mutual I'm just I'm tired of both style of movie. How that? How's that? Well, no, that doesn't work. You're, you're tired of both films. What do you mean? Uh, well, yeah. I, I, I was gonna say Nemo, but I have to side with you and go with uh, Resident Evil. I don't, I don't think I can make it. At least not in the theater, because at least Nemo. once I'd go, what the fuck? And you know, and it's, uh, I don't want to, I don't want to like upset other people around me. <laughs> I always liked it when you did that. <laughs> did I miss uh, something? You know, it's just I don't know what the fuck is going on. You don't know who you are. 
You don't know what you want. You don't know where the hell you are. All I know is this film is physically hurting me. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. All right. That's the top ten. I say let's move on to what's coming out next weekend and then Quickly. end the show. Yes, yes. Let's, let's be brief here. What what we have coming out? All right. Uh, if I can get it going here. Coming, here this, go. coming this weekend, which you'll be listening to this Friday. So this weekend, today, look Tomorrow. in your theaters for the following films. Tomorrow coming out is like, Hotel Transylvania, which is an animated film. Like how film. I did that? I love like how it. I kind of tied it into the weekend there? Sure. Okay. Hotel Transylvania. Uh, animated movie. It's basically about all the Universal monsters going on vacation, and all the wacky antics they're going to get into. I, I'm, I'm it's very too close old. to October, so it's pushing for Halloween. That's all they're they're doing. they're going with that. I, I, I'm hit, I'm getting too old to actually find an enjoyment in a lot of these kids' movies now, where they come out as a. I mean, I, I've always been young at heart, and I, I still enjoy kids, you know, certain kids' films, and I, I still enjoy fun stuff. And I see this trailer, and it's just, oh. I'm sure it's, it's, it's in 3D. It, well, well, this kind of, this, this, like, this theme, this subject matter, this whole idea, has, was cliche when I was growing up. Oh, yeah. Like, this shit was done in the 50s, and all it is is a, a new plastic version of the same thing that, that came out 50 years ago in plastic. And I just can't, I can't even pretend to be mildly interested in it. You know, I've, I've, I've edited and written books on horror films, classic horror films from that time period, Lugosi, the Wolfman, I've done them all. And I, I can't even pretend to be excited. Oh, we're introducing these classic characters to our children. No, I'm just fucking tired of it. <laughs> I, I, I can't, it's, it's like the zombie thing. I should be excited. That there's a kid, a kids, a zombie film for kids coming out. I'm just like, yeah, yeah, I'm sure they're watching the walking dead. Who gives a shit? I, I can't, I, I it's, it, Shit like this makes me feel old because I feel like a, a, a curmudgeon, that curmudgeonable, or, oh, I can't even fucking talk. It's like that, you know, the old bastard sitting there in the couch, and hey, what kind of shit you kids watching today? I still like to watch some of that shit, but no, I, I can't do it. Sorry, I just can't. The other film is Won't Back Down. It's a drama. I have no idea what this film is. I know it's going wide. It's coming out on 2,500 screens, but I, I don't know what it is. It's got Maggie Gyllenhaal in it. It's got to be good. Oh, is that the fucking school movie? Two where they, determined where mothers. Where two women buy a school? Oh, I, I'm t uh, two determined mothers, one a teacher, look to transform their children's failing inner city school. Facing a powerful and entrenched bureaucracy, they risk everything to make a difference in the education and future of their children. Do they start homeschooling or do they like, open their own school? No, they, they open their own school. Yeah, because that's fucking And their smart. whole thing is, well, if the school does great, the town will do great, which is bullshit. But... I think it's based on a true story or true events or something along those lines. And the other film opening up for September 28th is the sci-fi film Looper with Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Bruce Willis. Now. Yeah. Yeah! They had me at time travel. Yes! But, and it's been getting, like, rave reviews i think rotten tomatoes was uh and i only go by rotten tomatoes because it's an easy way to look it up uh it's uh, like 92 or 93 percent on rotten tomatoes uh have you seen the trailer for it no okay they don't just say here's bruce willis here's joseph gordon levitt 
this is the young Bruce Willis. And they just throw Joseph Gordon-Levitt in there. They actually go through great lengths to make Joseph Gordon-Levitt... They change his face for the movie. He's got like a much more uh, uh, flattened upper lip. He's got a snub nose like Bruce Willis does. They go through great lengths to say, this is the young Bruce Willis. And then this is him 30 years later with the, the current Bruce Willis. They, there's shots in the trailer where they show his face... Where it's like, wow, that doesn't look anything like Joseph Gordon-Levitt. But why? Are they afraid we're not going to buy the premise? It's time travel. We're no, already sold. No, they're doing it right. That's what I'm getting at. They actually don't just throw Joseph Gordon-Levitt in there and go, okay, you're the young Bruce Willis, and then that's it. They actually did a little fucking, uh, they put a little love into the idea of let's make him look different. Let's not just throw him in there and say, okay, you're the young Bruce Willis. They actually, in my opinion, are doing it the right way. Right. And I'm very interested in seeing that because of the movie. Or very interested in seeing the movie because of that. I want to talk about time travel movies next week. All right. You want to Let's watch... talk about time... Do you want to try and see Looper? Uh, I, 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 my weekend is packed this weekend. Uh, All right, between... so we can just do... We can do standard... Tri- uh, we can do time travel. Between moving people out of my house and going to uh, colleges to scope possible... Uh, uh, transfers i'm just booked solid um but but i i, I want to talk about time travel movies in reference to this because uh someone just made the wild claim that looper is is being called the gr- best time travel movie ever and that's a pretty tall claim i mean i said it was being reviewed well who who is saying that uh I, I, they won't remain nameless until i can prove otherwise that they are correct or incorrect okay. uh but 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 uh um, I, I, I want to talk about time travel films. I want to do, look back at all the time travel films. I love time travel movies, and I would love nothing more than to talk about them some more. Okay, let's I... make that next week's theme. Uh, no specific movie involved, but we'll we'll center it all around Looper. We'll call it a Looper Looper Tastic episode, etc. Uh, so we can shamelessly whore ourselves by tying into the Looper uh, movie release. I like it. I'm all See, for not, it. We're not going to lie about it. I'll tell you, that's why we're doing it. But I also <laughs> want to do it because I love time travel films, and, and I think it's a good time to talk about it. It's topical. And it's either that or talk about the other shit that's out right now. Let's talk, about the, let's talk about the one good film that's out for a change and not be so yeah. negative. All right. Let's go ahead and end the show on that note. How about we do okay. that? Okay. Sure. All let's right. end the show. All right, everybody. <laughs> Thank you for joining us again. Episode 88. We are getting closer and closer to our our 100th episode, which I don't know when that's going to happen, but it will. Anyway, you can email us at themovieguysatmoviesucktastic.com. We will read your emails. We don't care what you say as long as you send us something. Uh, Listen to us on iTunes. Download them there. Leave us reviews. Or you can go to our website at moviesucktastic.com. Listen or download all of our episodes there as well and leave us voicemail at 908-514-4470 908-514-4470 that's all I got usually I I I like to do that at the beginning of the show but I forgot again like Uh, uh, 27 weeks in running words of wisdom (laughs) words of wisdom give it to me my words of wisdom today are 
Good enough. We'll it's a musical, musical one. Musical one. Beautiful. All right, take us out with that. Do it.